Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Oh. Hey, good people. I'm Ebony Griffin, and this is the fourth episode of Small Talk, Big Thoughts. It's Women's History Month, and yesterday uh, was International Women's Day. And it's very interesting that we, you know, are celebrating that. So I wanted to, you know, give a shout out to all the ladies, give a little history about uh, International Women's Day. So it was established in 1911 as a global day to celebrate the social, economic, cultural, and political achievements of women. And it's just wonderful to know. Um, why it was established and you know what the goal of it was at that particular time although it seems that a little bit of that is still present um it's so much more now and um you know although we are looking at our history as women starting at that time in 1911 I think it's great to recognize that history for women started well before 1911. So I wanted to talk a little bit today about, you know, the 10 kingdom characteristics of a woman that pleases God and really show the link of how that is incorporated into the history of women and in International Women's Day and how we can use these characteristics and these principles to to be the best woman that God has called us to be. So it's, you know, because of our being, it's, you know, it's because of our existing, it's because of our thriving, it's because of our growing of others that, you know, we as women have such a influence on history, on, you know, ourselves as well as others, and also uh, what God can do through us while we are influencing others. So I think it's really, really important. Um, and so I'm going to talk about these characteristics and I'll describe them and what you can do as you hear these characteristics, you can kind of assess on your own if the characteristics that you see in social media or, you know, on the news, on TV, in your favorite movies um, are characteristics that you believe would actually put you in a place where God will be pleased with that characteristic or that trait so we're going to start with um, just describing what character is in this instance so character is really the attributes that distinguish each one of us from each other it describes our nature before our mouth is open so before we speak our character is leading the way it's our makeup of our traits and it really identifies us so in my mind when I think of character it's like our mental and ethical DNA so you know what when I say 
you know, characteristics in this aspect, a characteristic that pleases God, you know, that means that, you know, what is that trait that identifies our mental and ethical morals that actually pleases God. So let's go ahead and get started. I wanted to talk a little bit first about, you know, overall that we know that women are marginalized, that we have been marginalized. We know that, you know, women have been discouraged by a lot of things that have happened over the course of history and just really the treatment of women. And we also know that, you know, women in the past and even currently have been demeaned um, and looked over for a lot of things, uh, so much so that a lot of women have started to believe the lie that is told in regards to what women, what we are, and how we should present ourselves to the world. So these characteristics, I hope when described, will not only let you know that these are characteristics that are celebrated by God, but also when you utilize these characteristics outwardly, how other individuals that are around you can also be benefited by that. So get your pen and paper and be ready to take a few notes and we're going to go ahead and dive into these characteristics that please God, according to the scriptures, of course. They're not in any order. And, you know, I really just kind of started with going through a list. And, you know, I'll walk through the list and then I'll walk through the scripture that supports it. So the first thing that I have is a woman that pleases God is gracious. So a gracious woman, according to Proverbs 11 and 16, gets honor. That means your graciousness not only pleases God, but it will honor you. So most of, you know, you know, what we think about as far as like being gracious is really not about, you know, it's a certain time. We may have a certain time that we do it, but you know, with this is saying that our graciousness and how we, you know, think about things and how thankful we are about things and, and, you know, our life and the people in our lives, that that also honors God. And, uh, and it also allows God to honor us. And so I think that is just pretty powerful. And that's from Proverbs 11 and 16. Now, the rest of my my characteristics actually come from Proverbs 31. And although, you know, there are a lot of scriptures in the Bible that support women and really could have given you women in the Bible that exemplify these characteristics, I really just this week wanted to focus on you know, a scripture that was so in-depth and layered that I would be able to, you know, pull out these wonderful characteristics. And Proverbs 31 just happens to be that delicious verse, you know, you know, that does that. So um, I love Proverbs 31. It's not only about wise, but it also speaks to the global woman and it's applicable to all women who receive it. So we'll 
go ahead and get started. A woman that pleases God is virtuous. Being a virtuous woman shows moral excellence. It is a courageousness that encompasses a virtuous woman. And um, this is in verse 10 of Proverbs 31. And it really speaks to just having a inner courageousness that is not compromised by anything. It's not compromised by the people that you come in contact with. It's not compromised by the culture. It's not compromised with negative. It is really just being solid and moral excellence and allowing that to fuel a courage that pretty much promotes you doing what it is you know that you have been called to do. And that is a virtuous woman that pleases God. That's in verse 10. In verse 11, a woman that pleases God is trustworthy. And, you know, that is pretty much powerful because it it really does speak to the fact that, you know, you are in such a way that you you can be trusted not by not just by your husband, but with really anyone that comes in contact with you, that you really have trustworthy characteristics that allow you to you know allow others to actually see the inner depths of who you are so i wanted to go ahead uh first and i'm gonna read the aspects of proverbs 31 first um what i'm talking about and then i'll go into go more in depth into what those characteristics are so as i said uh from the previous verse 10 i'll start there and then i'll continue into the end it says who can find a virtuous woman for her price is above rubies the heart of her husband safely trusts her so that he shall have no need of spoil she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works willingly with her hands. She is like a merchant's ship. She brings forth food from afar. She arises a while while others are sleeping and she gives meat to her household and a portion for her maidens. She considers the field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants the vineyard. She girds her loins with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good. Her candle does not go out by night. She layers with her hands to the spindle and her hands hold the distaff. She stretches out her hand to the poor, and she reaches forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes herself covering of tapestry. Her clothes are of silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates, and he sits among the elders of the land. 
She makes fine linens, sells them, delivers them, and girds them into merchants. Strength and honor are in her clothing, and she rejoices in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and her tongue is the law of kindness. She looks well to the ways of her household and eats not the bread of idleness. Verse 28 says, Her children rise up and call her blessed, and her husband also, he praises her. Verse 29, Many daughters have done virtuously, but this one excels them all. Verse 30, favor is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. So I, I really wanted to touch on, you know, reading the verse first and then going line by line really to kind of dis dissect what it means to God to please him just on the basis of what the verse is. Now, we started off by looking at verse 10, saying that a woman that pleases God is virtuous. We we started going into verse 11, which says a woman that pleases God is trustworthy. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about verse 12 when it says a woman that pleases God does good, not evil. Now, in this verse, it really is pertaining to the verse above it that the woman has a husband but if you don't have a husband you can still follow this verse by doing good choosing to do good and not evil and i love that it expounds on that by saying that you know this woman she actually sounds like she has made doing good her business it is a lifestyle and it is not a trend um so you know that is just something to think about that you know she is choosing to do good no matter what verse 14 13 and 14, a woman that pleases God is a hard worker. As you see in verse 13 and 14, she seeks wool, flax. She's working with her hands. She's contacted the merchant ship. She's bringing food from afar. This woman is busy, as busy as the women that we are today. So, you know, that is encouraging for those individuals that may be working in the household as um, you know, housewives or moms in the house, um, working stay-at-home moms, or also for those individuals that have careers outside the house. Um, that lets us know that just, you know, it is okay to work and to be good at what we know to do. First 16 and 17 really speak to and are in line with verse 13 and 14 because it speaks to how resourceful this woman is. So a woman that pleases God is resourceful. In verse 18, it says she perceives the merchant's dice is good and her candle does not go out by night that means that she is aware of what is what is going on in the world around her and she is you know up making sure that she makes wise decisions about what her choice is for her household so a woman that pleases god is resourceful and 
the you know what I what I like about that is it really does kind of move into the next couple of verses that a, a woman that pleases God girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms you know this is pretty powerful in a sense of this is verse 17 that pretty powerful because gird actually is to prepare oneself for action and it's used in in scripture again we see it in Ephesians 6 where it says that you know in regards to the putting on the whole armor of God where we are girding our waist with truth you know speaking of you know being a part of the armor right being able to protect ourselves or in this case in Proverbs 31 this woman has girded herself with strength she has girded herself with strength she this type of woman that is listed that pleases god actually binds and secures herself up with the belt of strength this means that in you know she is strong she is stronger and she is supported by this girding you know, by the process of girding and by this belt that is actually securing her strength. And, you know, it also goes forth and it says um, that her arms are strengthened. And I, it just really, you know, that was, I've read this verse so many times, but that just kind of like stuck out to me, ladies. I was thinking like girding, you know, your girding yourself with with you know strength then it says strengthening your arm so that means that your upper body has to be strong and i'm thinking like why would the arms need to be strong and you know i looked at it from a military perspective since you know girding the the waist with with strength it kind of made me look from a tactical or military perspective thinking that maybe this woman needs a double source of strength in her arms um so you know in many cases arms our arms are used as you know the arm the word arm itself is used as like a weapon in a sense of you know the arm is you know out there and it's basically doing things and you know also from you know the arm could be considered like a heroic symbol or heroic symbol of the family since this family this woman has family and she's doing the business of family maybe having strong arms for her would be used to shield to support the family to to actually be you know the strong arm you know i i don't know if you've ever heard of this term the strong arm of the law in the house uh but it could also be you know basically what it is the literal sense of your limbs your your arms or limbs on your body and just basically having strong muscles strong limbs having that strength in the upper body to actually do the heavy lifting of the house and that also includes you know supporting the family members that are there uh supporting family members that may not be in the household providing hope 
and strength to those individuals and also something as simple as being the support through hugs because that also is what we can do with our arms to be able to support individuals in that way so you know i won't know you know exactly why um that scripture is the way it is and really what is the context of it but i love just thinking about what you know arm means the different aspects of the arm and just having strong arms and how that relates to each one of us as women um but i do know based on the scripture that god wants this woman for her it is very pleasing to him for her to have strong arms and so that is you know really powerful now the next verse is verse 20 when it says she stretches out her hand to the poor and reaches forth her hand to the needy and you can see i am skipping around a little bit um so that is verse 20 and um so a woman that pleases god is giving this woman gives to the poor and she gives to those in need and she is not interested in what everybody else is doing her focus is on people that need help and so if we want to please god that is one way to do it to be able to give in this day and time when you know some people give it has to be you know told they may want to tell somebody else they may want to share it but, you know, we we really need to get more to the kind of simplistic way if we are going to give. Everybody doesn't have to know what we do. We just need to just do it because in essence, that action in itself is something that pleases God. So the next verse is, you know, going further down and I will say that the woman that pleases God, she dresses, her dress and the way she dresses shows strength and honor and, you know, she's looking forward to the time to come. And that comes from verse 25 when it says strength and honor are in her clothing and she rejoices in the time to come. So this woman is really, really focused on, again, we hear the word strength and we hear the word honor. Um, and she's her dress really, you know, how she dresses really shows who she is, not only on the outside, but also on the inside. It goes back to the strength that we talked about before, um, you know, that she has girded herself with. And, and really, you know, when I think about this in this day and time, I know that, you know, we are in a time where we're more free and it is encouraged for women to be more free with our dress. So there is a lot of skin being shown. Um, but this woman that is described, it, it doesn't appear to me that there is so much, you know, exposing of the breast area or her butt cheeks that, you know, would put her on this list. You know, she to, in order to be on a list that please God, less less showing or exposing is more. You know, the less don't show more. You know, keep you 
keep your clothes on basically <laughs> you know keep all your clothes on um uh, if you want to please God and I think that it shows like strength and honor in the type of clothes you wear and I would I would say that having less um so I can go ahead and correct how I said that having less on actually puts you in a position where there might you might not be looked at as having the full strength and honor in in your clothes but the more you have on would create more of a strength and I know it shouldn't really be about like what you're wearing or even the design the designer name or anything like that and it doesn't sound like even in this scripture that it's about you know the brand of clothes it's really about just having what you wear not necessarily for God having that freedom to just wear anything that you want to because anything that you want to might be wearing less that would not put you in a place of carrying that strength and honor so um and also i wanted to add to that verse of 25 it says that she is rejoicing in the time to come so this woman is pleasing god because she is hopeful about her future and you know in this time in this day and age we need more hope we need to be anchored in hope we need to be more futuristic in how we interact with others and how we conduct ourselves with just thinking that things will get better and things can be better based on how we walk with God. So the next verse is verse 26, uh, which is one of my favorites. And it says, she opens her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of kindness. And, you know, this is really very, very powerful because, you know, this woman pleases God with her words and her words have you know been attached to wisdom in a sense of she's able to con control her tongue and know when is the right time to open up her mouth and the reason why I feel like it's something that is needed uh, even for myself you know to just be mindful of the words that I'm using to be mindful of the context in which I use the words and not to mention the fact that the Bible says that we will have to stand account for our words that you know words that we think are idle we will stand before God in regards to you know the accountability of those words and it also says that life and death are like in the power of the tongue so knowing that she uses her you know mouth to she opens her mouth with wisdom and she's using her tongue for kindness i think this woman understands that with her mouth she has the ability to tear down a person or build a person up with her words and um you know that's just something for all of us to think about i know that in my day I have been known to, you know, use my words and, you know, all the negative and, you know, without a fight, I would, you know, use my words and they had not been for building up, you know, I'm ashamed to say that there have been times where I have not built, used my words to build up or to provide kindness. My words have been used to you know tear down and and you know the beauty of the walk 
with God is being able to understand that we, like our arms, our words can be used as a weapon and a weapon for others and also a weapon against ourselves. And so that's one of the reasons why it's so important to watch our words and use wisdom before we speak and knowing that kindness needs to flow from our lips. So the next one um, is verse 27 where it says she looks well to the ways of her household and she does not eat the bread of idleness. And I take this to mean that a woman that pleases God is focused on the needs of her house. So, you know, she's not lazy. She's not idle. She is focusing on caring for the needs of her house. And to me, you know, this woman is about the business of her household, whether it is a full house filled with people or it is a household of one. And, um... A lot can be said about that, just making sure that there is not a lot of idle or lazy days. Now, let's be clear, you know, with so much going on, there are going to be some days where you just feel like doing nothing and you want to lay around. Um, And that's not really what this verse is talking about. This verse is about, you know, verse 27 is really talking about a woman that is like really focused on the needs and the growth of her household and being able to be prepared when, you know, something different is going on. Just really the needs of her house. And we know that because she's up, you know, in the middle of the night. She's meeting with merchants. She's, you know, looking for wool and flax and working with her hands. So she is really busy. Yet, at the same time, you know, she's so busy with all those things but she's also focused on what her household needs and so that's something that you know we can think of you know more if we are doing it that's wonderful if not then we may want to seek the lord and how we could utilize our time a little bit more so the next verse um which is really the last one that i will speak of is verse 30 when it says that favor is deceitful beauty is vain but a woman that fears the lord she shall be praised now a woman that pleases god may be beautiful she may be charming but if she fears the lord that is what god believes is something that is beautiful and something that is to be honored and something that's to be praised meaning that she shall be praised so praise really when you are following in the ways of God and you fear him praise is not like you might be praised or you could be praised this type of praise that's listed in verse 30 is mandatory this woman who fears God will absolutely shall be praised is mandatory so you know i love that because it speaks to no matter how beautiful we are no matter what type of personality we have no matter how many likes we get online no matter how many views we get 
um, all of that stuff kind of could fade away as time goes on. But where is our stance with God? You know, do we fear him? And if we do, knowing that God will honor us and we will be praised, it is a mandatory thing that we will be praised. So there are several verses that I skipped over that show the positive consequences and effects of this woman's character and how it pleases God. I will touch on one thing that is listed in 27... No, I'm sorry, 28 and 29 in regards to verses 28 and 29 of Proverbs 31 that says that her children and her husband basically favor her and they bless her. And you can read those at your leisure, but it really does speak to, you know, it to me, it's so close knit. It's so tightly intertwined with verse 30 where she shall be praised, where because of her character, because of her these characteristics, because of her moral excellence, God has positioned those individuals in her household, her children and her husband, to actually favor her and bless her and praise her. So um, anyway, read it at your leisure. I get really excited about this verse because, uh, you know, Proverbs 31 as a whole, because it really, it empowers you. Excuse me. It is very empowering. So all the women who are listening, I'm sure I may have some men that are listening, but for all the women that are listening, my sister friends, I want to thank you for listening. And I want you to continue to flow in your God-given talents. Um, Don't do what the culture does. Don't do you know, what they say is acceptable, look to God and walk in the ways of God and allow him to lead you in regards to what you should be doing. Don't allow the culture to put you in a position that you compromise for the good of the culture, but really fear the Lord, like we've talked about earlier. And and also, don't allow what's going on around you to make you doubt yourself you know your your abilities as a woman don't get discouraged by that because i know that sometimes the culture the society can put us in a box but when we walk in the ways of god he has given us ownership of the box and so much more in order to flourish in our giftings so we don't have to follow in a box that we have been set for and say that hey you this is how you should be or this is what you should be doing no what did God say for me so um, what I do have to say is just know that women are valued to God know that you are not inferior because of your gender Know that God is giving you specific roles and sometimes that is different from what men roles are. But those roles impact and they have the power to impact generations upon generations. So I want to close this podcast by saying that my big thought is really not a few words tonight, but it's more about a prayer. So I want to pray. I want to say, start with saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for those individuals that are listening. 
And if by chance someone that is listening feels that they have been wounded or they feel that they have wounded others by things that we may have talked about, like our words and our actions, um, or even the idea of womanhood, they may have that may have been construed differently from what you see, God, or what you your idea of womanhood is, God. We just come to you and we lay that before your feet. God, we ask for your, the conviction of God, the cleanness from the Holy Spirit, and for a restoration of our hearts to return to you. Remove any insecurities and brokenness and replace it with confidence and completeness in the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you so much for being you, God, and we thank you for being women at this day in this time. We thank you, God, for being women, and we value who we are and and how you have positioned our lives to be. So we just, we love on you, Lord, and we love on each other, and we praise you in your son Jesus' name we pray, amen. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts.